Hi, everybody. Welcome into Sports Talk Chicago. Great to see all of you here with us. Beautiful evening for sports here in Chicago. John's Glow here with you. John Meadows is directing and producing. We're live on all of our great affiliates across the Chicagoland area. City's 92.9 FM AM 1230 WJOB. Aurora Community Access TV, Jed TV, and of course, right here on YouTube, you can hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, and join our growing community. Uh, we're getting close to 20,000 subscribers, and every little bit helps. If you miss any of this program here today, find us on every podcast platform at Sports Talk Chicago. It's great to be with all of you. We have so much to get to here today. We have to lead off with the Bears, as always. And there's been some interesting reports that have come out regarding Justin Fields and his future in Chicago, in addition to, which is really what I want to start with, the Broncos' game plan to beat Justin Fields. We kind of went viral before the season began when the Packers said they were going to employ the Mitch Trubisky strategy on Justin Fields, and we kind of laughed it off and joked and said, there's no way you can employ that sort of strategy on somebody so dynamic like Fields, who could run, who could move out of the pocket, who's a mobile quarterback, not somebody who's a pocket passer, more like Mitch. Well, here's what it said, according to Brad Biggs of the Chicago Tribune, about the Broncos and their plan to defeat, which they ended up doing, Justin Fields. Here's what Biggs said in his article, quote, That's when things fell apart for the Bears and the Broncos executed their number one objective for the week. Here's a quote from a player, quote, 31 fumbles going into our game, one player said in the locker room referring to Fields' total career in his total, uh, quote, number one emphasis, that was it. While the game plan to stop the run was foiled, that coaching point was spot on. They knew that if they got Fields in the right situation, he would give the ball up. Oh boy. That is a pretty damning quote from a Broncos defender, and it really mirrors what was said about Mitch Krabisky a few years ago when the Packers said, all we need to do is make him play quarterback and we'll make sure that they lose. Well, this is troubling. I know many people gave me flack over the weekend on Sunday saying, hey, it wasn't Fields' fault. You're crazy. It's Matt Eberflus. Fields has nothing to worry about. He's not blamed for anything. Bullcrap. No, he's, he's to blame for how that game ended. Yes, he is. The fumble that turned into a touchdown. The least he could have done is held on to the football. Okay? I understand there's tons of pressure and issues, not a lot of blocking. I'm totally, I, I get it. But at least, at least, Hold on to the football and the interception at the end of the game. No excuse. Once again, an opportunity and a situation to win the game. Game-winning situation, game-winning drab opportunity, and he blew it again. Wasn't a pick six this time like it has been the past couple of times, but it's still a pick in the fourth quarter. And a fumble returned for a touchdown. A fumble six, if you will, in the fourth quarter. This is a scary trend. And this Broncos player who said this on the record of Brad Biggs is crazy to me. I I can't believe this quote came out. I can't believe this was actually said out loud by a Broncos defender. And, of course, no name was given. Why would there be? But this is what he said. Quote, 31 fumbles going into our game. That was our number one emphasis. That was it. The Broncos' game plan to defeat Justin Fields was force him to turn the ball over, and guess what? It worked because of Fields' two turnovers, in addition to the Bears' defense, in addition to Matt Eberflus being stupid, it all contributed to the Bears losing and blowing a 28-7 lead against Denver. 
How crazy is that? Cole Komet, by the way, with that interception, was wide open at one point. Fields didn't pull the trigger. Fields waited, 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 then Komet stopped short because he was wondering where the football was, then a miscommunication, then a pick. It's on Fields, too. And where was this defense from Mitch Trubisky? I mentioned this on the program on Sunday after the game. Some of you agreed. When Mitch Trubisky fumbled the football against the Lions, I believe that was 2020, fumbled the ball deep inside Bear territory. The Lions picked it up, ended up scoring a touchdown later. Everybody was all over Mitch. It's Mitch's fault. Can't hold on to the football. Big problem. When Justin Fields does it, it's somebody else's fault. When Justin Fields throws an interception, it's somebody else's fault. When he turns the ball over in crunch time of the fourth quarter, it's always somebody else who's to blame. When are we going to say, hey, you know what? Maybe it's the quarterback. Maybe this isn't a pattern. Or, I'm sorry, a coincidence. Maybe this isn't a coincidence. Maybe it's a pattern, and maybe it's on Justin Fields. Not just the coaching staff or the offensive line or this guy or that guy, offensive coordinator, play calling. Maybe it's him. Just saying. Maybe it's him. Nobody wants to admit it. Everybody's too scared to say it. We're not too scared to say it here. And by the way, I want to make sure I acknowledge this again. There were some out there who made a hype video, an encouragement video for Justin Fields saying, we stand with you. Again, where was that with Mitch? Where was that with Jay Cutler, Rex Grossman, Kyle Orton? We could go back further and further and further. Why is he getting special treatment? I'm all for praising somebody if they do well. Why is somebody getting special treatment from Chicago media and Chicago fans even? I've never heard of that before. Maybe it's a different era, I guess, but I've never heard of special treatment for somebody who just simply isn't performing. No other quarterback got that treatment. Why does he get it? By the way, it's not just me who thinks this, because now we have a new article right here, and this was the main point of this segment. The Bears are interested in Caleb Williams. According to USA Today, the Bears may have the number one pick, and they're very interested in Caleb Williams. Here's what the article says here, quote, even if Fields plays well individually to the end of the year, it's hard to imagine that a likely new coaching staff and potential new general manager won't just want to start fresh with Williams. Few first-round quarterbacks like Fields survive three separate regimes. Oh, and by the way, Caleb Williams is a stud. Now, the Bears have ruined everybody. They've ruined Justin Fields. They've ruined uh, Mitch Trubisky. They've hurt Jay Cutler. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. So I don't know if Caleb Williams is going to be a home run here in Chicago. But I could say this. If you have the choice between bringing back Justin Fields in his fourth year, in which you've seen a lot... And Caleb Williams, who's a top stud, how do you not take Caleb Williams? How do you not at least consider it? How do you not sit back and say, you know what, this might be a good idea? And by the way, Ryan Poles has no loyalty to Justin Fields anyway. And if Poles wants to keep his job, I can guarantee you that Justin Fields is going to be a point of conversation because Matt Eberflus is gone. He's going to be gone by the end of the year, if not maybe midseason, although I doubt it's possible. I know Peter King came out this week and said, well, just because they haven't done it doesn't mean they won't. Well, the Bears won't do it. But they're, they're too they're too scared to do something like that. But they will do it at the end of the year. Matt Eberflus is going to be out. Ryan Poles is going to be on the edge. I think he should go, but they're probably going to keep him. Let's be honest here. And his defense is going to be, well, I didn't have a quarterback. You guys didn't give me the quarterback that I wanted. I want to draft my own quarterback. We're going to have two top picks. I want to take somebody. Fields is going to be gone too eventually. Unless this Bears team 
wins 13 in a row, and Fields becomes an MVP candidate for the, for the last 13 games of the year, he's going to be gone. Deal. Look me in the eye and tell me you'd rather have Justin Fields over Caleb Williams. Or even over Shadir Sanders, if he somehow declares this year. Doubt it, but maybe it happens. Look me in the eye and tell me honestly, you're going to die on that hill of I want Justin Fields over those two. Come on. (laughs) You don't sound football savvy if you make that statement. And that's not because I hate Justin Fields. It's because those two are way better prospects than Fields was coming out of college. And I think the Bears have seen enough of Justin Fields. I've seen enough of Justin Fields to know. Dynamic dynamic runner, good player, competent quarterback in the right situation, similar to Mitch, same thing, but this is not the right situation. And he still needs to work on winning football games because at the end of the day, he is the least clutch quarterback I've ever seen. Justin Fields is the least clutch quarterback in recent memory. Don't want to hear it, but it's the truth. Even Mitch Trubisky led more game-winning drives for the Bears than Justin Fields. Even Mitch Trubisky did it. Everybody's favorite punching bag and everyone's favorite straw man argument. Even Mitch led more successful fourth-quarter drives than Justin Fields. So Fields in the right situation, maybe with a stud team around him, like at Ohio State, could perform fairly well in the National Football League. But I think it's clear enough to say that here in Chicago... It's not going to work, and his days are numbered, as they should be. And that statement from the Broncos, frankly, is damning. This was their game plan. Quote, 31 fumbles going into our game, referring to Fields' career total. That was our number one emphasis. That was it. That's what a Broncos player said. You cannot deny that fact. Everybody, well, this, well, that, well, you're a hater. No, I'm not. You cannot deny 31 fumbles in three years. This guy's ever did 10 fumbles a year. And three times already this season, there's been a turnover that's led to immediate points. The two pick sixes, now the fumble six. Okay, this is getting out of hand and ridiculous. And the Bears may have access to a top quarterback this year coming up, maybe at one or two, based on how Carolina's playing. How could you not consider it? How could you not pull the trigger and do it? I encourage the Bears to really seriously consider drafting a top quarterback this year in the draft, selecting somebody, and trying to mold them their way with a new head coach. Because I'll tell you what, too, if Iberflus is gone, Fields is gone no matter what. Whether you agree with it or not, he's going to be gone if Iberflus goes. There is no coach who wants to come in and inherit him. Iberflus had to inherit him. Iberflus had to inherit him. He could even argue... I had to inherit this quarterback. I want my own quarterback. Maybe he'll stay. Knowing how dumb the Bears are, it probably could happen. It's probably within the realm of possibility. So we got to stop with the dying on the Justin Fields hill. Really? Not for the sake of hatred, for the sake of reality. The reality is he's extremely turnover prone. And the reality is he put up these great numbers in a great game against the worst defense in football. Well, actually, the second worst defense in football because the uh, Bears have the worst defense in football. The worst defense in football. My bad. Sorry. It was the other way around opening up on Sunday, but clearly now it's back the other way, and the Bears are at the bottom of the totem pole, as they should be. What a pathetic, sorry excuse for a football team. So Ryan Poles is probably going to stick around. My guess, Iberplus is going to be gone if he goes, Fields will go. And then 
Ryan Poles has a decision to make, and he will draft another quarterback because he wants his own guy. He's going to say, it's not fair to me that I had to uh, keep Justin Fields around, that I couldn't draft my own guy. That's going to happen. He's going to stay here in the front office with Kevin Warren, who just walked into the door. And Eberflus and Fields are going to be gone. And I don't disagree. The statement by the Broncos defender is enough for me to say that's pathetic. How are we judging this superstar according to everybody's talent like that, right? Everybody, he's a superstar. He's a generational talent. He's so good. He's being screwed. All these things, all of these qualifiers about fields that a Broncos player says, well, he has 31 fumbles. That was our plan. Bam, that's it. Cracked the code, and they won the game. But now he's a generational player who just happens to fumble 10 times every year on average. Sorry, don't want to hear it. That's not a general, a generational player. That is not a generational player. That's a talented player who kind of has turnover issues, but that's not generational, okay? Tom Brady wasn't doing that crap. Pat Mahomes doesn't do that crap. Those are generational players. Justin Fields is not. And everybody who continues to go along that hype train and continues to find ways to die on this hill, you're going to look dumber and dumber by the week. And I just find it so interesting that none of this coverage was there for Mitch Trubisky. There were no Chicago media outlets making hype videos saying, I stand with Fields. Can you believe that we've sunk to that level here in Chicago media? Never mind the fact that the team on the field's 0-4. So talk about a vacuum of coverage for Justin Fields. This is the reality, and this is probably what's going to happen come the end of the year. We're going to be right back in a moment here on Sports Talk Chicago. 